up, everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting here at Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon, the heart of Arlington, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, back for episode 46, to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Hey, Chris. What's going on? Nothing much. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. And happy St. Patrick's Day to our other host. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I just finished listening to last week's show. Mm-hmm. And both of you guys are the biggest revisionists ever. It's great. <laughs> great to be back. Wait, now, now, what do we say? R- remind me. On, just on the intros alone, uh, you said Joanna's always to your right. Right. And then, and then Joanna says uh, that she never goes on vacation. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> so both those. Just like... Yes, right. I almost never go on vacation. How about right. that? Well, more frequently than I do. Yeah. Well, I, I according guess to this show, accuracy hasn't always. Yeah. What been. are we? There's no fact checking <laughs> yeah, on this show. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Docs. Uh huh. Well, good to have you back, Docs. Back from a week off. Thank you for editing the podcast. Apologies to all our loyal listeners or all our listeners for it uh, coming out on Wednesday this week. But Docs. Got it out there. Uh, and when did you, when'd you get back, Docs? Like 1 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday. And then you, you turned that thing around. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing you did when you came back, of course, was to work on the podcast? To edit it down. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, as I mentioned. What are you guys doing for St. Patrick's Day? Recording a podcast. <laughs> edit. That's what you got? Yeah. Well, this is also... Do you, have you guys ever seen um, Empire Records before? Yes. Okay. No. So this is kind of like my Rex Manning day. Okay. I don't know who that is. Okay. Well, in in this movie, Rex Manning is this like famous singer and um, Liv Tyler's character is really excited to meet him and it's like a really important day in her life. Okay. So this is like my Rex Manning day because Sally is going to be on the podcast Yes. Today. Well, and, we, and Farley's like the teenage shoplifter. <laughs> All right. I don't know the reference. Warren Beatty? Of course. Of course I don't know the reference. Uh but uh, as you mentioned, big show today, uh, Joanna. We've got the biggest, the, the biggest. We got Sally Bergeson from uh, Wassell, uh, who's going to join us later in the program. I think it's Bergeson. Well, we're, we'll find we're, out. We'll, we'll have mm-hmm. to ask her. So she's going to join us. Uh, she is the owner and founder of Wassell. Uh, we've talked about Wassell a number of times here on the program. As most of our listeners know, Joanna runs for the flock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's. Uh, it's a great brand of a women's apparel that we carry uh, in, in all our stores. So it'll be great to hear from her and have her talk about Wassell and the, the apparel and the athletes that they have and her start and how she did it. And just women supporting women. And, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get some women's lib talk as you, <laughs> you, you love to love to crowbar that in. But now, isn't, I don't, it, I don't hate crowbarring in. Don't, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. But. Isn't March women's history month? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, let's go to our uh, resident expert over there. I believe that's correct. That is correct. Okay. Women's. All right. So this is perfect. She's a perfect guest for uh, Women's History Month. And any other month that's not Women's uh, History absolutely. Month. Absolutely. No, we're very excited to have her join us on the program. A couple other things we got to get to on today's show. I've got a story from the New Jersey Marathon I got to ask you guys about, mm-hmm. uh, about the New Jersey Marathon. I was up there on Monday. Uh, if I give you my honest answer, will you not talk to me for two weeks? Possibly. Okay. I can't yeah, wait then. Possibly. Uh, we've got a big announcement that we're going to get to. 
Uh, we've also got uh, the end the news segment and the Clarendon construction as as well. So let's start off with the big announcement. Starting off with a big announcement. Is there a drum roll? Uh, yeah, Dox, I do this. Dox one. usually does that for us. All right, guys. July 9th, we are going to be the official media partner of a beer mile. A beer mile? A beer mile at Yards Park, right across the way from National Stadium. They're over in Navy Yard. We're going to put on a beer mile. It's going to be the Pacers Running Beer Mile. We have not officially come up with a name or finalize the name, mm-hmm. but we are the official media partner of it. So we'll be broadcasting there July 9th at Yards Park. Uh, we're, we've got a parking lot. I've, I, we've wheeled out the course. Uh, we've got a couple celebrities coming to uh, join us here for that beer mile. And, and, and you can sign up for the race. I think in two weeks we'll have that registration form up. Wow. How many heats are there going to be? So depending on the amount of people, but we believe there'll be about 10 heats. It'll be in the evening. That's a Saturday night in July. Uh, the Nationals are out of town that weekend, so it won't be super crowded down, down there at Yards Park. Uh, there is a concert going on uh, just in, the, in that area. What, what would you call that area? That park area? That uh, is by the water. There's I a think concert. the park the area. Park area. Mm-hmm. So there, there'll be music down there. Uh, we'll start the beer miles, uh, the series of beer miles. Like I said, maybe 10 to 15 heats. I don't know, probably starting about 7 o'clock, maybe 6.30. Uh, we'll be done by 10 o'clock at night. Uh, we are securing a, uh, a beer sponsor. We're very close to being able to... Uh, let you guys know about that but we are the official media partner so we'll be broadcasting from the event and if you're not sure what a beer mile is or you're not sure how to prepare for it you can go back and listen to lewis kent the world champion in the beer mile and i'm glad you pointers i'm glad you mentioned lewis kent uh lewis kent is confirmed to come and race the beer mile down uh, at yards park with us on july 9th so that's really exciting he is the world record holder the world champ so you'll be able to see him, race against him, see which your time is versus his. Uh, and we are working on a couple of other elite beer milers to join us there. July 9th, it's the Pacers running. We're still working on the name, Beer Mile, uh, where Pace the Nation is the official media partner. Should we just ask Mike Katz what he wants to or, name it? <laughs> Katz, tweet us what the name is. and. And uh, that will, that will, that will be the way we make the decision. But that was finally so, yes. Are, are you going to throw your Miller lights in the ring? You know what? I, I remember talking to Lewis uh-huh. that Miller Light was not an official. Well, I, I just meant that figuratively speaking. Are you going to? Uh, yeah, will oh. you be competing? Well, I'd be able to. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be broadcasting, but there'll be plenty of time for all of us to compete. I definitely am going to be uh, in in the competition. I definitely will not you be will in not. the right. competition. Well, then you can do a play-by-play of me <laughs> in the competition. I, I will also be wearing a lab coat and measuring the beers to make yeah, sure that there's like less than one ounce left okay. in them. I like the idea of, of uh, lab coats for everybody who's... Uh, supporting yeah, that's not a bad idea yeah but uh yeah. are you gonna run as a matter of fact i believe it was my idea <laughs> which is why i like it <laughs> uh, is that yeah. how many ideas of yours have i stolen a lot between the two <laughs> of you guys. i think he's ducking your question though are you gonna run Docs? yeah um 
Can we have a Kai Shai uh, heat? Uh, we, we can work on that. I know some of the organizi- organizers, so we can work on that. And I think that the winner of the Kai Shai heat should get that warm-up suit that was the hotly contested yeah. Ooh, item. Yeah, Ooh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good idea. That's, I bet you the guy who owns it right now uh, loves that idea. Yeah. Oh, is he a good beer miler? <laughs> no, no. It, but he has, like, he has all the risk and, and, uh, and really no reward. everybody else has the right. reward. Yeah, well, sometimes you have to take risks in life. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's July 9th. And I teased this announcement uh, a few shows back that we had a big announcement coming, but it is the Beer Mile, sponsored by Pacers Running, and we are the official media partner. So we have played our part or done our part to make this thing happen. So congratulations to uh, you two guys. Well done. I'm excited. July 9th, you can uh, come down, sign up for the Beer Mile, come spectate it. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a really festive, fun event. Yeah, and that's a Saturday night. July 9th uh, of this year. Get a babysitter now. Yes. <laughs> Secure your babysitters now. Mm-hmm. So that is very exciting news here for the show. Also exciting to me, and especially Joanna here, is our next guest. Very exciting. Wassell's owner and founder. Now, we've talked a lot about the Wassell apparel, the flock, you know, a lot of the athletes uh, who run for Wassell, uh, Joanna has talked about and gotten to know. They make amazing women's apparel joanna's always seems to be sporting a new top or shorts or pants and you're every week she's single-handedly keeping them in business she she definitely is but they really make really cool inspiring gear for women uh and we're lucky enough to have the founder and owner sally bergeson who's going to join us next here on pace the nation All right, welcome back to Pace the Nation. Now we're very excited to be joined by Wassell's own Sally Bergeson. Sally, what's up? How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much. How well, are you guys? We Thanks are for great. Having me on well, the thank you. Yeah, program. thank you. Thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, you taking the time here. Um, now we got your name right. It's Sally Bergeson because we do have a problem with uh, last know, name a history of <laughs> mispronounced. And it's Wassell, right? Uh, yes, Wassell. Wassell. Okay, got it. T- yep. I sometimes tell people it's like Madame Wassell, but you just take the Madame off. <laughs> so Wassell. So let's start there. Like, how'd you come up with the name? <laughs> Why such a weird name? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good question. Well, uh, I'll, I'll try to give you just sort of the interesting short answer, but that is before I started Wazelle, I actually was a, a naming consultant, which is a very, a very niche um, occupation, as you yep. can imagine. But uh, basically, I used to get hired to come up with brand names for different different companies, either a product name or a brand name, and and so uh, one of the things I used to always uh, counsel my clients was to come up with a name that was unique, um, not just from a kind of word standpoint, but also um, a little bit of a of an unknown that you can fill meaning with. Because if you use a word that's too literal, then there, you have a couple of problems. One is that it's harder to trademark. Mm-hmm. And then the other is that it's, um, well, it's just not unique. People aren't going to necessarily remember something that's very generic or general. Um, so I wasn't afraid to embrace um, the power of weird. <laughs> so, right. um, 
So yeah, so the, so Wazelle is French for bird, and uh, it's actually female bird. Uh, it's a bit of an antiquated French term. It's not commonly used. Um, the more common word is oiseau. Um, but yeah, once I once I sort of found it and and learned about that meaning, I I, I was just struck right away that it would be perfect. Parlez-vous français? Uh, un petit peu. <laughs> Moi aussi. I, I don't know what you guys are saying. <laughs> Can we go back to English, please? <laughs> uh, so, no, we we love the name, and, and our and our listening audience is very familiar with the brand. We talk about the brand a number of times here on the show. So you guys started you. in, in 2006, 2007. Kind of t- take us back to then, and why did you start this great company? Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I... Uh, 07 was our first year in the market, but I have to say I had the first moment that gave me the idea for doing something around apparel uh, in about 2003. After I had had my second daughter, I was, um, oh, I mean, women who have kids will will um, relate to this. Like, you're just, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to find your, your running identity again, and, you know, your, your body is not quite back to what you recognize and you know your running is slow and, and different and and um, but you're making the transition and I was definitely trying to make the transition back into being in shape and I and I just I was power shopping right I'm like a I'm like a mom you know free for like <laughs> 45 right. minutes from her from her baby and uh, I just I power shopped down at um, you know my local running store that I've always shopped at is Super Jock and Jill here in Seattle and and so I went to Jock and Jill and I tried on like five different pairs of shorts and I just, I, I disliked everything. And I think part of it was probably just how I was feeling about my body at the time. I just, you know, again, wasn't back in shape, but, but the other part was just feeling like, wow, there's just, all of these options are really bad. They're mm-hmm. just, they, they fit poorly. They, the quality of the fabric is bad. The colors, there's, why are there seven colors in this one pair of shorts? You know, so um, that was, that was kind of the genesis of starting Wazelle, and and like I said, that was in 2003. So it kind of germinated for a long time before I, I actually got the courage to, to do anything about it. Now you realize that this, you know, taking on and, and starting this apparel company is about a ninety some percent fail failure rate. There's the big guys out there like the Nikes <laughs> and the Adidas and the New Balance of the world who are doing this and, and, and then there's some niche brands and there's a ton of niche brands that come to us who who, you yeah. know, start and fail. Did you realize that at the time or were you just, you know, blind to all that? Yeah. Well <laughs> I you know, I think I've heard it said about entrepreneurs that they tend to be so in love with their idea that they are they are truly blinded by kind of the dangers. Um, and, you know, that can be good and bad. Obviously, if it had turned out a different way, it would be bad. I, and, I, and I certainly faced some, some of those moments in the business where I was close to failure just based on, you know, a bunch of things, growth and, you know, trying to fund it myself and all of those risks. Yeah, take that, us um, through, through some of those moments. Like what specifically? Was it just yeah. money or was it other things? Well, you know, money helps everything. <laughs> right, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Solves a lot of problems. Right. But, um, but, but having said that, um, you know, I knew we, I had been a brand person before, so I, I knew about my ability to create a brand and to market. I, I always felt confident in that. Um, and I knew running, right? I'd been a passionate runner for a long, long time. 
but I really didn't know anything about apparel manufacturing. Right. So I, I like to say that my ignorance was complete. Right. <laughs> um, and and that's kind of a scary thing because it's very it's not like building an app or you know software where you can kind of rev on it and you know just launch version 2.0 with the flip of a switch. You, you know when you're making things when you're actually like selling things and making them and inventorying them and selling them and, and wrapping your cash up in them, then it, it's it's risky because it has to go well um, and it can go south in a hurry. Um, so I think I, one of the scariest times um, was probably when we were about three years in and I was um, – I was trying. I was trying to make that leap from having a day job and then having Wazelle be my hobby job to being fully into Wazelle. And I, you know, it's hard. You know, you're kind of doing both, but you're kind of doing both in a half-assed way. And mm-hmm. and I had orders coming in, but I didn't have enough money to pay for the product to then sell to the customers that I had orders from. Pacers was probably one of those customers. Yeah. I was yeah. like, shit, how am I going <laughs> to? Yeah. I had this PO from Pacers, right? But. <laughs> but you can't feel it. How am I going to deliver it? Yeah. 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 So I, I definitely, I did all those things that people do, which is like, I took out a second mortgage on my house and I got friends and family to invest. And, and, um, but still, even having done that, I was still like kind of running in, into some, some risky areas and not knowing if I could make it, make it work. So, um, and I've told this story before, but you've met, you've met the Lescos, right? Oh, of course. You talked to Bob. Yep. Yeah. So they came on as investors right around that time. I had been looking for an investor to help me keep growing. And I, and honestly, it was like sheer, like I call it the, that the running gods brought us together because, um, I met Sarah Lesko. She, I asked her to join our long run group. And then, you know how it is on long runs, you know, you talk about, everything. Yep. And you know, she was a new friend, but I was telling her about this business and how I'd been trying to find more investors and anyway, these other investors that I'd been chasing ended up falling through and then I ended up talking to them more and they came on and and but it was just one of those crazy things of like if I hadn't met them, you know, if I hadn't been able to like tie it together, like what would have happened? Like would I have closed it up? Would I have, you know, would I be working for Microsoft right now or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's, it's definitely, I, I mean, I, I appreciate it when people say, wow, you, you know, you've really like made it happen. But I, at the same time, I just like to acknowledge that there's a lot of risk. There's luck involved. It's St. Patrick's day today. Right. So we right. can like <laughs> right. talk about luck luck. the Irish. You um, got it. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's tough going and it's, um, it's, I've, I have been just really lucky um, to to kind of you know meet people along the way that shared in the vision and shared in the dream and and that wanted to to do something together. So Sally, it sounds like in the beginning there might have been some really tough times when you weren't sure uh, how Wazelle would keep going. So my question was, you know, what was there a moment when you were like, okay, things are going to be okay? Was it the moment that you met the Lescos? Like, was there a, was there a eureka moment when you just knew like this is going to work out? I'm doing the right thing. No, I haven't reached that moment. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I, I sort of say that half jokingly because I, you know, I'm very, I'm very, you know, proud of the team and kind of how we've grown and where we are. But, you know, I think it's still, you know, business is still risky and, and you, know, and you guys know, cause you're in retail, you know, you know, it's up and down, yep. you know, it's definitely, um, there's no point 
as a, as a small, you know, business leader where you feel like, oh yeah, we got this, you know, like it's totally clear sailing from here. And, um, so, but I think that there have been moments along the way where maybe it hasn't been like we've made it, but it's been kind of like, wow, this feels like a really strong confidence, like from the world, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, and, and moments like the Lesko's coming on or like, you know, Lauren Fleshman or Kara Goucher deciding to run for us, um, like, um, seeing the growth that we have, you know, with our, you know, whether it's a wholesale partner like you guys that are great or, you know, um, the community that has, you know, embraced us and wants to, you know, run in the Wazal singlet and believes kind of, believes not just in the products that we're creating, but also in the whole, you know, just that ethos that as runners we live by, right? That we want to use the sport to create confidence in our own lives and to spread that, you know, among our community and our friends. That's that's awesome, Sally. I just wanted to let you know that you are on the Pace the Nation podcast, so it's pretty safe to say that you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is it. I, this happened today. That's it's it. Amazing. That's your, your yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So you you sp- <laughs> you talked about ethos and and culture, and and I really do believe in that. That uh, you know that that probably Sarah fit that culture, and you mentioned. Kara and Lawrence fit that culture. Talk about your culture mm-hmm. and how important that is to your brand. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, As I mentioned before, coming from the brand world and where I used to consult with, with clients and, and, you know, I consulted with big big clients like, you know, like a Starbucks or a Microsoft, but also worked with a lot of small businesses. And I, and I used to just always, you know, I basically tell them, kind of boss them around to, <laughs> to, right, right. to have a really, to have a, not only a strong brand, but ha, you know, how does that brand manifest itself in a culture? And I think there's a number of ways that it can do that. And, um, our, you know, I've always tried to be really crystal clear about what the Wazal brand stands for. And we, we call it feminine fierce is kind of the, the core of the brand and, and, um, in the community as well. And, and then internally, you know, internally we, we translate that in a bunch of ways. I mean, this maybe just gets into kind of maybe the type of company that I like to work with and for, but we're just a very, you know, hardworking um, team of people, but that also don't take, we don't, we don't try to take ourselves too seriously. We have a lot of fun. We believe in, you know, living what we sell, which is, you know, being active and whatever that might look like. And uh, so the culture here, I would just say very kind of open, dynamic, friendly, um, not non-hierarchical, um, you know, uh, kind of a get it done. Uh, everybody's willing to kind of jump in uh you know, maybe that's kind of standard for like a startup, right? Like you're just kind of like a scrappy team uh, that's like trying to do something great. Not always. I mean, I think, you know, you guys have built that and, and you guys are known for that, but I don't think that's always the case. Yeah, I definitely don't either. I mean, Sally, the nest just seems like the most magical place ever. All right, where... What's the nest? Hold on. What's the nest? <laughs> The nest is the Wazelle headquarters. I know they got all this bird stuff going on. So is that the is that the Wazelle headquarters? Is that right? 
Yes, yes. And I have to say it's funny because when I, you know, obviously as a namer and I was into the bird thing, you know, with the name, but I had, I just had no idea it would take off um, as much as it did. But yes, somewhere along the way, a couple of years ago, somebody started calling headquarters the nest. And uh, so that's what, that's what we are. And uh, yeah, I would say, you know, Joanna, I appreciate that it looks like the most magical place on earth. You could probably interview people here that might set you straight on a few points. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, I wish you guys could be here to see our office. We're, at, we're, we're actually in the process of hopefully moving offices. Um, we signed a lease with a bigger space um, uh, across town, but our, our current office here at Green Lake is actually pretty janky. It's uh, it's an amazing location, right? It's right on Green Lake, which is kind of the running mecca of Seattle, but um, it's, it's, I like to, it's, it's like an open floor plan, very like, you know, you know how the clothing business is, it's just like bins and bins of clothes and like fabric samples everywhere and trims and lots of like color line cards and it's actually pretty, I don't know, I think if you were to walk in from the outside, it's um, a little bit chaotic, but uh, we make it work. Um, I want to go back a little bit to talk more about the brand. Um, so, you know, the the brand culture and, and the logo communicate a lot to people who are going to be buying your product. So what do you want to communicate with the Wazelle brand? Like, who's your muse? What feelings do you want women to have in connection to Wazelle or men? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing I've been thinking about a lot is you guys know, like, this whole athleisure trend has been hot, right? Huge. So, yep. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome, right? I mean, I, I totally, you know, obviously we're, we're living the life already and and believe in that integrated, you know, idea of, of activity and the rest of your life. And I, one of the reasons why I think athleisure has had so much momentum is that, is because it's more than just kind of like a visual trend, you know, that the fashion world has decided to make hot. It's actually, it's a lifestyle thing. And so, People who are are learning that being active is part of a of overarching lifestyle. Um, women, in particular, are looking for apparel that you know not only um, that helps them do those things, but they're looking they're looking for more, right? They they want to be empowered, kind of in every aspect of their lives. And I think women's clothing, in particular, has been oddly not necessarily athletic apparel, but kind of fashion apparel has, in many ways, kind of an anti body, you know, for a lot of years. And and by that, I mean, like, think about high heels or think about, you know, if you want to go way back, like corsets or think about pencil skirts or think there's just like all these things that women have worn over time that actually um, may, they may make them feel confident, but they actually work against your body and may, might actually give you physical pain. So kind of like, I think it's really interesting to kind of unpack that idea of confidence and where confidence comes from. And I think the most like powerful positive thing that the athleisure trend could deliver to women in general is providing them with not only great options for sport, but also really kick-ass, high design, beautiful apparel for the rest of her life. And this is where we need to step it up, right? Like all these companies that you need to like show how design and, and, high design can work with performance fabrics and that's kind of like the holy grail right there Mm -hmm. if you could have great looking designs 
and like comfort and performance and things that respect your body. So anyway, sorry, that was like a long ramble. No, I, but, but you're right. There's a lot of big guys who are having a hard time figuring that out and everybody's trying to unlock that question. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough and apparel for us is a huge point of emphasis in the stores and you know, there is so many people doing so many good things and, and you guys have cut through, you know, a lot of the noise, which I think is, is amazing. Um, Lauren Fleshman, I kind of helped you cut through that noise. You, how did you guys yeah. come about signing her in what, what 2013? Uh, yeah, no, that was unbelievable. I mean, her signing her and Kara were both like blew us away. Like we we're still just like, oh my god, I can't believe you know, like they want to hang out with us. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was crazy. I mean, we had been following Lauren and we were just reflecting today. We were like, when, when did she give that balls interview after national? Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, you know, and we were just like, wow, who is this woman? who's talking about how her 600 meter kick was just balls. Um, and so we'd been a fan of hers and then, you know, she, this was 2012 when she was still under contract with Nike. And so, but you know, we, we made contact and we, we went down to Eugene and we had dinner with her and Jesse and then continued to follow her through her. She is for courage, you know, trying to make the team in 2012 and then, you know, and then afterwards continuing the conversation. So we just kind of kept talking for a long time and it took a while but eventually by the end of 2012 we had gotten to a place where we were just like you know what we really like each other and not only that but Lauren was looking for kind of that next step um, in her career and wanting to kind of move on from some of the more negative um, experiences she had had um, with her previous um, contract. So not only did you have you know Kara at the uh, Olympic trials you had how many other women? The Wazelle dozen. There were eighteen of them. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Talk about the. So it's not just Kara, and it's it's not just Lauren. Talk about the rest of those women who yeah. are competing at the highest level. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the coolest things I think that's happening right now for us, and that we're kind of figuring out as we go, but really enjoying it is just we're growing our. Um, our team of women, and, and I don't just mean the elites, I mean women like myself or, you know, anybody basically who um, likes to run and race uh, as, and wants to be a part of Wazelle is that they're helping fund our, what we call our Haute Volée, which is, see, more more French, right. <laughs> um, but Merci. Haute Volée stands, uh, stands for High Flyer, and so um, we're kind of I mean, in, in many ways, we're like crowd crowdfunding. Yeah. Are uh, not not so much our professionals because our you know Kara and Lauren and, and Kate and such are are on salary etc. with Lazelle, but but basically this notion that we can crowdfund um, the women who kind of are almost there, right? Like they're just they're at like they're emerging elites and they are reaching the national or international level and they need extra help to get there. So we have about approximately 30 women in the Holt Volley, and they are competing across a whole bunch of different events. Um, we had, yes, we had 18 at the marathon trials, which was incredible. In 2012, we had two athletes. Um, so to go from two to 18 was phenomenal. And then, and then coming up, of course, the Olympic trials in Eugene, um, we'll have, you know, a whole bunch of other women, um, you know, competing in, basically like the 800 and up. Wow. That's incredible. You also have, now we've talked a lot about 
the flock on this show because Joanna is a proud member of the flock. And I'm telling oh, you guys, yeah. these yeah. these these flock members are <laughs> so passionate <laughs> about their group. I don't know how you 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 have built that sort of uh, that that brand with them, but it, it it's incredible. Oh, thank you. It's it's the funnest part of what we do, honestly. Like I. Um, yeah, we, it's, we're, we're calling them Volet now, actually, with the Holt Volet and then the Volet, um. Oh, so Joanna's team's name is changed? It's the Volet. <laughs> no, yeah, okay, all right. It. Breaking news yeah. here, Docs, on the podcast. Nice. I know, nice. I know. Okay. Um, just a slight tweak, um, same basic concept, though, but the Volet is, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, it's like, it's kind of like one part magic, one part just organization one part you know you know maybe products in there too and i i i even like don't even want to spend a lot of time trying to define it other than i just think that there was a there was a need uh in the market for kind of this idea of team and we actually have talked a lot about this that for women in particular uh, post college or post high school, there's kind of tends to be this valley, this like drop off in sport participation, and you know it, it makes sense, right? Like you you either get your first real job, or you maybe you get married, or have children, or maybe you move to another part of the country, and you're you just kind of disconnect um, from what you were doing before, and and I, I think if anything, we want the volley to be a place where women can continue to have that sense of team and connection. And it doesn't ha- that you don't have to like stop being a part of something like that, you know, once you've left college. I, th- I definitely think that's true. And I also think it's just a great place. Um, like, it sounds like you guys got Lauren Fleshman because you were a fangirl of Lauren Fleshman and Lauren Fleshman became a fangirl of Boiselle yeah. and then you guys got together. And that's kind of how I feel in the volet is that some of these women I haven't even met yet, but, you know, on social media, everyone is supporting each other, whether it's their running, whether it's their nutrition, yeah. whatever, whatever they're doing in their lives. Like everyone is just a fangirl of everybody else. And it's just a really supportive atmosphere for everyone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that that, I, that was also missing from kind of the crustier part of the sport as well. There was just sort of, even on the elite side, it's like, you know, these companies, they kind of move in lockstep and they only talk about themselves and they talk about their athletes, but they won't talk about anybody else. And I think we're just kind of, opening that up and saying, look, we support each other, support other elites. Like we, we love to give shout outs to other elite athletes that are run for other brands. And, um, but just this notion of women supporting other women is, um, has been really powerful and powerful for me personally too, though. Like I, I came into that along with everybody else who's kind of enjoyed it as well. Like I, I don't think I was doing enough of it, you know, maybe in, and, and then was all gave me this opportunity to be like, yeah, I am, I'm like so pumped for like, you know, people just, it's exciting to see people set goals and go for them mm-hmm. and maybe they reach them and maybe they don't, but either way you need your support system and, and you know, everybody wants that. I mean, that's like a human, it's like a basic human need. Well, you guys make some great product, too, and you can find it online. It's com. That's O-I-S-E. 
e l l e dot com. And I love how you use your your athletes and people who work there, like Heather Stevens is on the front page mm-hmm. here as your models, which is I think really really cool. Oh yeah, no, we've we've been doing that for a while, and just you know, it's I mean, actually, quick little story about when I started the company, I I um I didn't I wanted a I needed to hire a model to for the clothing. I didn't really, you know, I, at first I didn't think to draw from my immediate community, but I also knew that I had, you know, I, I had, you know, standards in my head for what I wanted from a model. I wanted a model that was a real runner and I wanted somebody who was athletic and strong. And, um, I went through this screening process. We did a whole casting call, right? Mm-hmm. For this is back, you know, first year in business. And there's a, a sports modeling agency out of Portland, probably because both Adidas and Nike are there and other companies. And we did this casting. And even with the sports modeling agency, I can't tell you how many women came through where it was just so clear that they were n- not like not runners. athletes. Right. Um, not even not athletes. Runner, yeah. Not runners, not athletes. They were just like, they, we had them fill out this questionnaire to get a little bit more information about what their activity level was. And the, and the classic answer was, Oh, I run um, two to three times a week and I do yoga and, you know, very kind of like non-specific, you know, around the running, which always kind of made me a little bit suspicious. And then, and then, you know, and a lot of times, it, you know, like classic, like, you know, female body image stuff that is in popular culture, which is like, you know, big boobs and no hips and no <laughs> muscle tone. And you're just like, okay, this is not the run- <laughs> this is not the runner physique. Nothing against any woman who right, might have that right. physique. But, um, and so I remember the last woman that we, that came to the casting, it was so funny. She filled out the same form. And I remember she wrote down, I run 25 miles a week. And I, I saw that and I was like, that's a runner. Finally. Right. <laughs> That's, yeah, <laughs> like only only runners, right? right. Like you know, I run twenty five miles like a week, twenty five no, thirty no, miles no, a week, no doubt. <laughs> and that is in her, uh, yeah. So that's on her resume as a model. That was the only one. So no, it's great. It's great. I, I Heather, uh, you know, was in DC before she worked for you, and it's great to see her as uh, one of your models on the website. It's great to see her taking flight. Yeah, it is. So so Sal- mm-hmm. so Sally, we're gonna get you out of here in a second here, but. Uh, Joanna had some rapid-fire questions, but how can people uh, join Volet? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that's a good question. Right now, we're actually getting ready to open some some more spots, and uh, we're going to do that in April. Um, we, If you go to the athlete page, or I guess it's the team page on our website, and you go to Volet, I think there's a little pre-registration place where you can put your name and email in there and you essentially will get um notified first so um that's that's kind of how we're we're doing it right now um so yeah awesome all right joanna you had a few questions before uh we let her go yeah sally so i have a few questions for you these can be shorter answers if you'd like um so my first my first question is um what's the last rule that you've broken the last rule Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh man uh i I, uh, Did you go ten miles over I the do, speed limit or something? <laughs> I'm an occasional speeder, <laughs> although I have to say I'm 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 a I'm a pretty conservative driver. I like to take uh, risks in other ways. Um, yeah. 
But having said that, I'm yeah, like starting a apparel business <laughs> in a very crowded field, I'd say that's can, a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Can I make a guess? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Docs. Make a guess. Did you talk about Flight Club? <laughs> what? I, oh. <laughs> no. All right. She doesn't yeah, have I, to. <laughs> I break that rule all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's it. Next okay. question. Um, what's your favorite book or author? Favorite book or author? Wow. Well, that's a good question because I was an English major. Oh, I know. That's and, why I asked. Yeah. Joanna was uh, yeah, an English major yeah, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I, oddly enough, really enjoyed like 19th century women's lit when I was an English major. So it's mm. like a lot of like Edith Wharton and, um, uh, and, and it was kind of a weird, uh, or not weird, but I, I guess it was maybe a little bit surprising that I that I liked that um era more than like um like modern modern lit. But I'm trying to think. I'm you know, I have to confess that since starting Wazel, I now get most of my reading done like the New Yorker is probably the most like highbrow thing I like stay connected to and try to read right. like articles. Because it's like I can sort of I can carve out enough time to read like a long form article in the New Yorker, but um I've been I've been a bad bad yeah you don't have time thank you <laughs> I, I've been valid you are validating me because I, I like you don't have a lot of time so these guys give me a hard time about not no. knowing books so, no I mean, she knows books and she knows who Mark Twain right, is fair fair All right, fine All right, well, that's, <laughs> your, that's your excuse might be for, for like the last five years but what, yeah. what are the rest All of your right. life Farley good point uh-huh. alright All right, so next Sally, question Sally what's your coffee order what's my what coffee order Oh, I am a um, either pour over or a drip coffee drinker with half and half to a nice khaki color. Nice. Um, okay, and then uh, this is a question I, I hope you'll get the reference to. But how many sketchy characters have you had to kick out of the office bathroom at headquarters? <laughs> I had a interesting experience as well. If you, like I said, if you came to our office, you would experience the true trueness. The <laughs> <laughs> of of its uh, style, so we have kind of a funky bathroom, which I I liken to a. Um, it's kind of like if you go to horse camp. Right. Um, it's sort of got a like a horse camp vibe to it. But uh, we had some um, some interesting characters come through the bathroom recently. I, I unfortunately they were they were um, needle using, and I don't know if wow. they were prostitutes or not. But it was definitely <laughs> some some. Some seediness going on, and and you know I have I have empathy for anybody who's um, who's uh, homeless or out on the street, but w- there were you know when you find a needle in the bathroom, that's not, it's good. not good for anybody. It works. So. I'm, I'm glad you're moving your offices then. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yep, yep, that did happen. Yeah. Okay, and last question: What's your current pump up song? Current pump up song. You're God, asking some you know, hard hitting questions. Yeah, this is hard. I um well, I have teenage girls, so I sort of get this steady stream of kind of like popular like some popular top 40 whatever and you know to be honest like you know I'll be like I'll dance with them you or go. you know sing along with them but I couldn't tell you like who it is. <laughs> um and then <laughs> but I will say that I bought I just bought Beyonce tickets um to go with my daughter to for her birthday. So I think that will be really fun. Excellent. Um and then other than that, um, I've been all over the place. Like when David Bowie died, it was really sad. He, I just think he was such an incredible 
artist and pioneer really ahead of his time. So I did a whole, like, I went down the Bowie, like, retrospective um, there. And then just recently I've been talking about to my husband. This is all dating me, of course, but um, <laughs> I don't care. Right. Um, I've been talking to my husband about going to... Um, to Vegas to see Elton John because I, I I just feel like he's not going to be around forever. Yeah. So I'd kind of like to I'd love to hear Elton John like play all his his hits and oh I'm a big and, fan uh, nice <laughs> nice yeah so that was that wasn't a short or straight answer at all but there you go I like it you got a you got a variety that's awesome all right yeah. well well we really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule you can find Sally on Twitter. Uh, her Twitter handle, your personal Twitter handle is at Wassell underscore Sally. You can follow her company. It's at Wassell. Um, there's like a Wassell team, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter, Wassell underscore team. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of ways our listeners should definitely follow all of them. Uh, really fun, uh, inspiring content that you guys uh, continue to produce. Uh, so really, congratulations on, on all the success. Um, and I love what you said, that you don't feel like you, you have, have made it yet. So I want you to, yeah. when you feel like you've made it, contact us, and we're going to get you back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll share, I'll share any secrets that I have. Please, because no, I, I feel I, the same I, way. I don't feel like we've made it. And, you know, it's, we, we've, we've had the story since 2003, and I feel like every day you've got to win it, and every day you know, you got to try to get to yep. that point where you made it. So. Yep, got to hustle, no, got to hustle. No Absolutely. Doubt. Well, I... I appreciate what you guys are doing. I love, 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 love that you're getting into podcasts and it's just so, you know, such a great way to share stories and connect people and, you know, just, you know, we're, we're, we're all, we're all not alone exactly, in the world. And, exactly. and, uh, so, so thank you for doing no, that. Absolutely. We, do, we are on. just, no, I, I really appreciate your time and we're just trying to connect runners and we're all runners and I'm sure everybody really enjoyed hearing from you. So, Thank you. That's Sally cool. Bergenson. And uh, again, her company is Wassell, and you can find them online at wassell.com. Uh, this is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back after this quick break. All right, welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Sally Bergeson for joining us. I was right, it was Sally Bergeson. I think I finally got somebody's name right. First time, 46 episodes in, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. It's so this, bound to happen sometime. Yeah. This will be our last show. <laughs> well, that was, that, was, that was awesome. She was great, a great interview. And uh, you guys think I say inspiring a lot, but she is inspiring. No, no question <laughs> well, about it. I don't think anybody heard that joke I made <laughs> oh, offline. Yeah, okay. So I do say inspiring, but she actually is really inspiring. And that was really great for her to join us. She used the word feminine fierce. Feminine I think. fierce, yep. Feminine fierce. Mm-hmm. I, I see why you guys are like, you know, seeing eye to eye. Simpatico is that the is that how you would uh, describe it? Yeah, is that it? Definitely. Like you guys are vibing on definitely on the same <laughs> wavelength. Is that, Have you been listening to like hip young podcasts? No, I haven't. But I just like to try out <laughs> a new word every single show, and I throw it out there. Not confident. You in do? It. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is news to me. You you use a new word every show? Well, I mean, it's not a new word, but it's a new uh-huh. word that I wouldn't usually use or isn't uh-huh. in my vocabulary. So, but no. never in place of big. Big is always. <laughs> big. Part of no, the show. Big, big and inspiring are, are two two standards. Uh, but no, Sally was was fantastic. Uh, you know, you really root for not that they need us to root for their brand, but you really root for their brand. Uh, so, 
you know, the women listeners out there, definitely go check them out in our stores. Uh, follow her on, on Twitter. Follow the, the company on Twitter. Uh, and, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. And Mozilla really does appreciate feedback as well. Um, I think a lot of the bigger brands rely on like market research, but Wazelle really goes straight to the source. And when you're part of the belay, or even if you're not, and you just send them an email, they really do appreciate the feedback. And I think that's one of the great ways that they connect with the community. They're very accessible. No question. Um, and the owner is accessible. I mean, she oh. joined us on the program. Well, mm-hmm. and I also want to tell a quick story about yeah. when I was in LA. So Wazelle had this meetup at a bar and um, I'm walking up to the bar and I'm, I'm wearing Wazelle, obviously, and Sally's standing outside and, you know, I get really nervous when I see my idols. So I'm like kind of frozen in place when I see her and Sally looks at me and she must have realized that I was here for the event because I'm wearing Wazelle. So she turns to me and she goes, hi, I'm Sally. And in my head, I'm like, duh, like I know who you are. It's, it's you. It's Sally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm totally like fangirling in my yep. head, but I think I kept it cool. I was just I'm like, sure you did. Well, no, you kept it very cool in the interview, and you and, and behind the scenes, Joanna really prepped us very well for that interview. Mm-hmm. Interview, so kudos to you. Uh, you made me sound somewhat smart interviewing her, which is not easy. That's tough to do. That is not easy. Now, I followed their brand for a while, but you had a lot of like inside stuff, including some sort of like sketchy bathroom story that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Could have gone anywhere. Could have gone, <laughs> gone either way. Yeah. But uh, like I said, I'm glad they're moving to a new location. Yeah, I wonder where their new headquarters will be, though, because they have such a great location like right on Green Lake. How, how do you not know already where their <laughs> new location is going to be? Well, they don't tell me everything. Uh-huh. It, well, I know, but I feel like you have your sources anyway. Yeah. All right, <laughs> if, so it's, if it's Wazelle, you know it. Well, I'll find out. Get back to us on that. All right, guys, I mentioned that uh, I had a question for you guys about the New Jersey Marathon. Oh, yes. So Farley question. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Like talking to the owner and founder of Wazell right. really uh, inspires Joanna <laughs> on the show. Good word. Uh, me getting to answer one of these Farley dilemmas <laughs> yeah. is is why I come. Why I get out of bed every day. Yeah, so, I know. So so this is this is like Empire Records for both of us today. <laughs> so good. Another reference lost on me, but that's fine. So so. Here, here's the, here's the deal. I, we are taking over the, the the New Jersey Marathon. We bought the New Jersey Marathon. I'm trying to m- not make this like a humble brag type deal, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do want to tell you about six of us took a trip to New Jersey, Long Branch, New Jersey, this this past Monday to check out the course, to check out the, out the expo space, and to check out the finish line, and to talk to the Lifetime Fitness Group who sold us the event. So you know, Kathy and Lisa, of course, led the charge. And they're the ones doing the heavy lifting on this uh, this event, uh, which is no surprise to, to to you guys. But we went over a number of things about the event, including the bag check. So, uh, you know, for, for people who run marathons, especially point-to-point marathons, like uh, Docs, you've run the New York City Marathon, a bag yep. check is very important. Yeah, we don't talk about my New York City Marathon experience enough <laughs> right. on the show. <laughs> right, we don't. We don't. <laughs> for some reason, that's the least... Uh, no, it comes about. up a lot. No. So uh, the bag check has changed since the Boston bombings from a few years ago. You have to have a clear bag, and that's the only bag you're allowed to check or to have on your person. So you check your bag at the start line, which is actually at Mammoth Racetrack. So you run from Mammoth Racetrack, uh, really cool spot to, to run from. 
You don't actually run on the racetrack. But is, it, run from is it Mammoth or is it Mammoth? Mammoth. Yeah, thank you. Mammoth. I used to live in Fort Mammoth. Okay. All right. Yeah, New Jersey guy. You got, mm-hmm. uh, we got New Jersey roots. No, she roots. doesn't acknowledge it. Oh, that's right. Because it's right. Southern. Well, the two of us have New Jersey roots, and you're the one who's actually whose parents live in New Jersey, but you don't seem to claim New Jersey for some reason. I don't she know. does when it's convenient. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we run from Monmouth Racetrack into Long Branch. Long Branch is a beach town and great, great spot to finish the race right on the beach, finish on the boardwalk. And th- there is a secure area where there is this Finnish festival. So uh, the like wa- finish like from Finland. No, 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 no. Like uh, you finish the race festival. Okay. No. So uh, good question, though. I'm sure mm-hmm. our audience was confused. Yeah. So I was wondering if Yanni Pinkinen was going to be there. <laughs> so, uh, so you, you finish the race, you get your checked bag, mm-hmm. but you can't hold on to your checked bag to go into the finish line uh, festival. And there's going to be music there. No Bruce Springsteen, no Bon Jovi, even though Bruce How do you Springsteen know that? is. Well, there won't be. I, you know, I, ho- I I would hope that we would, we would be able to secure Bruce Springsteen since we run through his hometown of Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. But you get the bag, and then you are only allowed to change into your warm-ups and then go into the... Uh, so you have to go outside the Finnish Festival where there's a couple of changing stations, and then you have to recheck your bag, and then you go back into the Finnish Festival. So um, are spectators of the race allowed into the Finnish Festival at all? Yes, but oh. they can't have bags. They can't have bags. No bags. N- no bags of any kind. No bags of any kind. Right. Can spectators check a bag before they go in? They cannot. So you have to leave. So, yeah. So there's this issue of, you know, are you going to get a lot of people to the finish festival because of all this bag checking? Honestly, I think I would would love it to be able to give my bag back if I was going to a party. I don't want to be carrying a bag around. Okay. That's a good – I like that because that actually uh, will help our argument of getting people into the – Festival, yeah. we can tell our runners, hey, you don't have to carry your bag around. Mm-hmm. But people, when they get their bag, you usually don't recheck your bag mm. in, right. in a marathon. Also, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. All right. So Long Branch Police is very adamant about this rule. So my question to you guys comes here. Mm-hmm. So they said, listen, if you guys want to risk it, and allow people to have bags in the Finnish festival, sure, your prerogative, go ahead and do it. But mm-hmm. we will shut this Finnish festival down so fast if we see anything that we deem sketchy. So what are, what are they deeming sketchy? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they are not going to define that for us. Mm-hmm. So my question is to you, do we roll the dice and say, okay, these Long Branch police officers, they, they, they're reasonable people. I mean, generally speaking, again, you know, I want to be sensitive because of what happened in Boston, which was incredibly tragic, obviously. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I feel fairly safe at a road race. Well, it is in New Jersey, so I would temper how safe you feel. But um, some She questions. clubs New Jersey. She does club New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. Um, so questions, though. How many people uh, are expected to do the race? How many people are you expecting at the finish line festival? So 10,000 people will do the, the half marathon and marathon. I would expect, you know, p- probably 20% of those folks to uh, enjoy or participate in the finish festival. I personally think if we're talking about um, 
racing experience, I think letting people have bags in the finish line festival makes more sense. And I think it's worth the risk because I think it's pretty low that you're going to have something sketchy happen. Okay. Docs. Oh, I'm definitely not putting my name next to a decision (laughs) on this. If something bad happens, I don't want to be blamed. Um, I, like I said, I, I think the, having the, I having a bag check, I wouldn't want to carry around my clear plastic bag. Okay. But I do want to carry around a bag. Yeah. Like well, I, maybe it's because you're a guy, but like a girl, no, no, I no, want to no. have my stuff with me. I, I'm kind of with. Well, you. but this is this is what I. I mean, I. What if I need a phone charger? I, I then <laughs> go unplug Farley's phone because it's for sure going to be by the generator. <laughs> I, That's probably true. I I was thinking though, like like um, what what were my experiences where we did this? Was like after Hood to Coast and we finished and. Uh, I think you you go to the beach party and I think right. having having a backpack was good. Also, I think if you're finishing, you, you might want to have like your water bottle and and maybe some food and something like this in your bag. I don't know. Right. Um, I, I could see value to having a bag. I, I wouldn't necessarily want my clear plastic bag the whole time, but that's what I'd, I'm saying. Like I'd rather have something. They like will a allow you to have a a bag that is not the clear plastic bag, but again, at the first sign of trouble. They're shutting us down. Well, I think that you still can't be allowed in the finish line with like a suitcase or something or they could put a limit on the size of the bag because I think most people don't go to um, events Yeah, with, with like a huge backpack or something. But I just think it would be easier. I'm kind of with you on that. But Docs, I understand. If you allow people to bring bags in the finish line festival, would there still be an option to check if you don't want to bring it in? I think uh, we, we haven't asked that question or addressed that. I, I because I, I even I also like the idea of having a changing station. If I, when yeah. I'm running a marathon, um, I don't want to be hanging out in those clothes for the next yeah in couple hours while is I'm this just like fun. Pacers event stuff like holding up towels around people? No, it's not. <laughs> no changing real changing station? rooms. They're, you know those those pop up changing rooms. You've seen them at at expos. Okay, yeah, it's it's legit changing. It's not going to be. A couple of guys with... Uh, well, I swam for a number of years. You know, we did deck changes, so... <laughs> All right. So, no, it's not going to be that. It's going to be real pop-up. Uh, but that is cast. that is a nice feature. I will agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know that I have enough... Uh, okay. All right. Enough to, to, to actually advise you on this. Well, I, I just generally point out a couple I am, things. I'm, I'm, I'm generally... Um, I, I like to risk things, so I generally... Mm-hmm. I was like, let's 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 do... You know, we'll, have you already we'll made a decision? Throw caution in the wind. I'll tell you the rest of the team who really makes these uh, decisions are uh, a little more risk averse than I am. Yeah. Well, and you also don't want to make the police force upset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that awesome. was another. And, and thing I actually too. think yeah. there's yeah. I think that's that's another thing right. is that if 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 they tell you the right. way you described it, right? I think you, if the party starts at eight o'clock, you can expect them to shut it down <laughs> at eight o five. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Good points there, and uh, and chances are they're going to arrest you because you're going to be the sketchy <laughs> character that, that uh, scares them about something. Right. Well, you know what? I like the uh, party just started. <laughs> Why would he need to be going I, charging I, his phone? I, I think that <laughs> who does that? I think that shut uh, it down. I'm not the one who's uh, making. Like I said, I think that I'm not going to be the one who's making this. I know I'm not going to be the one making this decision. So. And certainly, I do think that most runners will. Uh, understand why they can't bring yeah. a bag in, even if they find it a little inconvenient. They understand the landscape of where we are with with races at this point, so we will over communicate that to the, the the group. And I'm sure checking the bag uh, won't be that big of a deal. I, I do like that Docs uh, mentioned that you know, hey, it would be nice to be able to check a bag. I, I like that. Uh, I like that line of thinking. So we'll uh, we'll go with that. 
so that, that that's the big half marathon marathon mm-hmm. happening uh, May 1st up in New Jersey. Uh, there was a big half marathon and marathon that happened here in D.C., the D.C. rock and roll half. And we had uh, a few listeners of the show, a host of the show run. At least one host. Yeah, at least one at host. At least one host, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's some controversy. I, we're pretty sure that Joanna ran. I well, mean, we're, we're, sure. we're sure that yeah, I ran. There's, yeah, yeah, there's photographic evidence. But the mm-hmm. other, who's the other potential? Uh, did Docs potentially run? I mean, there's some questions. I think we got a lot of tweets this week asking whether Docs was the uh, person in that Chewbacca outfit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have talked about Chewbacca uh, running a, a I think race you've stated on, on the show, show yeah, that on you... the show that I wanted somebody to run a full marathon and he in was a Chewbacca suspiciously costume. out of town this past week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't hear from him at all during the race. I know. Yeah, during the time the race was. Uh, so let's just ask if Docs was that you in that outfit. I think I would be more likely to wear an Ewok costume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, that was, so you're, you're claiming that wasn't you. All right. Well, he didn't really answer the question, know, to be honest. I know. Which I figured he wouldn't directly answer it. But that props to that Chewbacca running not only the half marathon, but ran the full marathon. In, a, in that Chewbacca outfit. Yeah, and it get, was not cool. It was pretty warm. It got warm yeah. later in the day. Uh, did we get a time for that Chewbacca? No, the no official results. Okay, no. for for that person. Okay, hmm. so you just had to piece together their pace based on uh, uh, what the other people were, other numbers in the pictures were. He was quick to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> very, very quick to to, to know to know all about it. Yeah, I, I know that that number was registered to to a gentleman in San Antonio. Okay, all right, he, he does know a lot about this. Uh, so. I know this is a favorite thing that ever happened in my life. <laughs> Uh, we got to credit Steve Lyko for, for capturing a really good image that uh, later competitor group who puts on these rock and roll marathons re-Instagrammed on, on their Instagram account of the Chewbacca running with uh, a number of, of local folks. But So that was really cool. But you, you, I did want to ask you, Joanna, we had, uh, we had talked about your training leading up to this race. So how did it go? Well, it went better than Richmond. Nice. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> um, all in all, it actually was a really good day. I don't have any complaints. Um, I still didn't run as fast as I wanted to, but it's definitely an improvement. It's a step in the right direction. Um, I always forget how hilly that course is. All of my workouts, which admittedly were awesome workouts leading up to this race, but they were all done in the Ceno Canal, which is really flat. So the hills, um, especially that one big Calvert Hill, did sort of slow me down a little bit. Um, but all in all, it was a good race. Like, it was a lot of fun, um, and I have no complaints. So what was your time this time versus to what you ran in Richmond? Um, Richmond, I ran 147-something, and this race was 141.22. Wow, that's that's a that's a is – that, is that a PR or – It's a little bit of a PR. Nice. That's That's huge. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I think we talked about this on the show last week, but I went into a lot of my workouts just feeling like indestructible and just really ready for the workouts. And when I got to the start line of the race, I, I wasn't as spry or as peppy as maybe I wanted to be for the race. Um, and, and I did get a little bit bored halfway through. So around mile nine, we go past my house and I really was like, ah, oh, I just like could go inside. Like be I'm nice to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I lost focus a, a little bit in the, in the middle of the race, but it was, uh, it was a good day. Well, I also want to give props to listener Chris 
Jedden. Oh, you almost said his name right. Chris Jedden, sixth place overall in 244.38. Awesome race by him. Uh, We also had my little brother ran the race. He ran 133 and the half marathon. That's awesome. He That's got to be a PR for him. It's a big time PR. It was like 10 minute PR. He he used to not be a runner at all. And now he's like killing it, killing it. Totally. Uh, we also wanted to give props to our intern, Kelly Grant. First time half marathon. First time half marathoner. Awesome job out there. Just over two hours, 204 for Kelly. Uh, we had Brandon Boucher on the program uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He talked about his preparation for the Rock and Roll DC full marathon, and he killed it. Awesome PR by him in 3.34. So great job to all our uh, listeners, guests. A lot of, lot of listeners posts. were uh, yeah. running in the race, mm-hmm. posting, tweeting. Yep. Uh, congrats to all of you. Yeah, and um, to the additional listeners, like you said, yeah, yeah. that, that we, we didn't mention there. I was I was so pumped going through the uh, the news feed this weekend and seeing everybody posting about their their race results and race experiences and and uh, sounded sounded like a great weekend. Yeah, and you can tweet us at Pace the Nation. And this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey where we will be putting on a the marathon in Long Branch uh, May 1st. We also want to continue to plug the Beer Mile on July 9th. We made that announcement earlier in the program. Uh, July 9th, get signed up in a couple weeks. All right, I mentioned the Twitter handle, uh, and we're going to do something different this week. And if you're a loyal listener of the program, you've probably already seen that our tweets and the tweet segment of the show has already been posted on Friday and that's what we're going to do moving forward we had a lot of feedback that maybe the show could have been a tad shorter so we'll do the tweets as a second uh, separate segment at the end of every week is that right docs yeah yes it was my idea Uh, and (laughs) also it was his idea actually and also uh, I would just want everybody to acknowledge that Farley just painted me into a corner it's Thursday so I have (laughs) no 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 basketball no no uh, St. Patrick's Day for me (laughs) I've got to edit some tweets thing so that it could post tomorrow get those tweets out docs yeah thanks All right, this week in the news, all the news that's relevant to the hosts that's in the running world. Uh, a couple stories from the NCAA championships, college NCAA indoor track and field championships that happened last week. Yes. So uh, the fastest U.S. college miler did not run the mile this past week. Uh, his name is... Uh, Difficult for you to pronounce. Yes. Isaac Yorks. Good He's, job. Uh, a University of Washington senior. Uh, he ran a 353 uh, uh, mile, and that's the fastest collegiate mile ever by an American. Uh, it, it qualified him for the Olympic trials this summer, but he did not run the NCAA championships last week. Why not? He, he decided to run with his team. And the distance medley relay, mm-hmm. uh, which is the DMR, which is a 400, an 800, a 1200, and a mile. And so he ran right. the, the mile leg. For so for the, for the non-track fans, this is you have four people in the, in the DMR. You have somebody running a quarter mile, a half mile, 
three quarters of a mile and a full mile. Yep. And his team qualified in NCAAs, and they decided beforehand. Uh, he he decided that he had promised his team that he would run with them, and so he decided to scratch himself because I, I believe the mile qualifying was was right before the DMR. Right. And uh, that would have tired him out for that. Uh, so his his coach scratched him from the mile per his request. Okay, so before before we talk about the results, what do you guys think about that decision? So he basically, you know, took it for the team and and gave his team the best chance to win a championship, an NCAA championship, which is a very coveted title that is very mm-hmm. you know very few people have actually won an NCAA individual or team championship. Right. So he took himself out of his out of the individual. Uh, running where he would have a you know a really good shot. He he had the best opportunity, the best opportunity. To, to win the race. He's, and he's the run the fastest college mile ever. Ever. So I, I mean I I felt uh, to me props to him for you know giving his his team the chance for the same glory that he probably would have been able to realize uh, in the mile. Which I mm-hmm. say probably, but I do want to talk about the mile in a second here too. All right, Joanna, what what do you think about this decision? Um, I like it. I mean, we just talked to Sally about community, so mm-hmm. he felt like the camaraderie on his team was maybe better than winning something on his own. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Okay. And I don't like the decision. All right. So, Docs, you do not like the decision. Well, Shocker. I, he's the contrary. Well, I, I, love, I love the decision that he made. I, I love that he was being a good teammate. What I think was in, in this situation, either his coach or his teammate should have said, thank you, but no thank you. You go get that championship. Mm-hmm. I, that's, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of my thought. Was, I, don't think he, I don't think he did anything wrong. And actually, I, I, I have a lot of respect for him for, for this decision that he made. All right. I, I, Do you think that there's maybe more to the decision that we don't know about? I don't think so. Okay. I think he just decided to, you know, he's decided to go after... Uh, you know, team glory rather than his own personal and, pursuit. And you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like a, a, a complete uh, dissenter because I, I do think that um, I, I do think it's cool as well. Is it cool if he didn't win? If the team doesn't win, it can't be a results-based <laughs> assessment of did he make the right choice? Right. It's got. It, yeah. It's it's all about the decision and the process of the decision. And but the results were actually Oregon. Uh, won the DMR and the UW men finished second. So, by less than a second. By less than a second. So, you, you see, like you see that actually the fact that they they lost or that they, that they got second place by less than a second. They were in it. They were in the mix. And uh, he he, I think based on that, even though I said you can't make the decision on results based. Um, you got to think that if your anchor is the fastest miler in the country and you lose by less than a second, he did give his chan- his team the best chance to win, and they actually had a chance to win. And, and because, and, and as we transition from this story, though, Docs, because mm-hmm. he decided not to run the mile, that totally opened up the mile field. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, extre- incredibly exciting uh, for uh, all the participants in it because. It was anybody's race. Everybody and, had the chance, yeah. And the winner of the mile was Virginia Jr. Henry Wynn. He captured the national championship in the men's mile at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships on March 12th. So Henry Wynn was your mile champion. Henry is, of course, of the University of Virginia 
a uh, Staples High School uh, Connecticut uh, product product that uh, won in 406. And it was an awesome race. You know, you and I being UVA guys, uh, we're super excited as a lot of our friends were. So awesome. Uh, awesome that it worked out the way it did. I mean, yeah, it's good, good for us. Good for us because Isaac York's was definitely the class of the field. And, you know, being that he ran a 353, you would think he'd be able to, uh, you know, be able to handle the 406 uh, slower-ish pace. I think given given the fact that he's the fastest miler in uh, college history, yeah, uh, he probably he could have just taken the the mile out as fast as he could, and and people wouldn't have been able to keep up with him. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree, and I think that Henry Wynn and his coaches at UVA probably would agree too. But Henry Wynn is your champion, so yeah, wahoo! Uh, also, uh, from that same meet, I wanted to mention in the news, the Georgetown women's DMR was the national champion. They uh, defeated a, a number of great schools, uh, including uh, Stanford, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. And it was Emma Kean, Heather Martin, Andrea Keklek, and Katrina Coogan who anchored the team to a victory. So... Really, really cool to see them win that national title. Uh, we had Mike Smith on the program uh, a couple months ago. Episode 21. Episode 21. One of our most listened to episodes. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because of his singing of You Lost That Loving Feeling. Could be. <laughs> uh, but they uh, ran 10.57 to, to beat all those teams, and it was University of Washington also second in that race. Wow, a couple so, of silver medals for the University of Washington. Yeah. So do you think the uh, Georgetown coaching staff would tell me that, that uh, I'm wrong and you should put the horses in the DMR? <laughs> I don't know. We could uh, maybe ask Mike or mm-hmm. uh, I could ask Julie, who was, and, was a big part of that and really excited about that championship. And uh, for those of you not familiar with the uh, college racing uh, championships, they don't have a DMR in outdoor track. Right. So it's it's also um, you have to do that indoors, otherwise you don't have the opportunity. So I, I mean that could be that could be another factor as well, you know. Yep. And and you say okay, well you you give up your opportunity for an indoor title. Yep. But you 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 have you don't have to, to make that decision outdoors, you know. Well, those were exciting races. Uh, outdoor track starts soon, and we look forward to seeing how uh, all those athletes run here at uh, outdoors and heading into Olympic year. It will be exciting. Uh, also in the news, yes, uh, we had a world record in a half marathon happen mm-hmm. by 18 minutes. 18 minutes? This was by Yuki Kawauchi. I mean, that's as close as I can come uh-huh. to pronouncing this gentleman's name. Uh, he is from Japan, so he's a 211.53 marathon runner, and he decided to go after this world record of running a half marathon in a suit. So Oh, with a suit. Like a like a dress suit. Okay. Do you not think a, that not a swimsuit? I was gonna say eighteen minutes off of the half marathon. <laughs> like how fast are they running? Yeah, right. No, it wasn't like a forty three minute half marathon okay. or something like that. No. But do you think if, like running in a suit, what what do you think he's we're looking at pictures right now. He's wearing uh, a full collar shirt, mm-hmm. he's wearing a tie. You can see the cuffs coming out, so that's a long sleeve shirt. I wonder what his footwear is, like if he has to wear dress shoes uh, yeah. for this to count. I'm trying to look at the the uh, the, the Twitter feed here uh, picture, 
And they're black, but I'm wondering if they're running shoes. Right. I have a pair of black running shoes. Yeah, so they could be they definitely could be black running shoes. Yeah. But but I wonder if there's like something strict because I also think it's interesting that he's he you see the cuff sticking out. So he's wearing a long sleeve shirt right. underneath a coat top. Yep. I wonder if in order to 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 get the record if you have to wear a long sleeve shirt cuz cuz that's a, that's a situation where you just go with the short sleeves. Yeah. You that, know? That's true. There's great pictures. Uh you can look at japanrunningnews.blogspot .co.uk and there's some great pictures of him running with the leaders in a suit. He actually ran uh 106 102. 106.42 yep. third place in the race right. and the guy's wearing a suit. And yep. I got to say that's more impressive than Kieran running without a shirt. That's what I would <laughs> definitely say so. Uh I I'd like to see this guy. I mean it's got to be hot. It looks like everybody's in singlets and shorts and Looks pretty hot there. I would love to see him in the Chewbacca outfit. Mm-hmm. I think he would be. Maybe he was. <laughs> may, maybe. He, I think he would do uh, an unbelievable time in a Chewbacca outfit. So congratulations to uh, the world record holder, Yuki Kawauchi. So Chris K, uh, what's his PR in the in the in a suit ma- in a suit ma- half marathon? Well, his PR in the half marathon is about 104.50 yeah. or 104.40. So Too bad this guy beat the record by 18 minutes. I know. So I, I think it would probably be pretty tough for, for Chris to go after it. But, he, hey, you know what? I think we need to get him a suit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> All right. This week in Clarendon Construction, guys, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Is it through the hole in the wall? No. <laughs> there is that hole in the wall that goes from the old office into the back room. So that, that has been uh, a, a nice like walkthrough. Mm-hmm. That will be a nice walkthrough for the uh, employees. So that's been finished. That looks good. We're building the shoe wall now. Uh, my guy Jim from Carbon, he's building this awesome shoe wall that you'll be able to see through both sides. So is that's that, looking really, really good. Now, when you say shoe wall, is this a, a wall for shoes or is this a wall made out of shoes? No, no, no. It is a wall for shoes. Okay. But it's really not a wall. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 really... A concept? Inspiring. <laughs> Let me just say that. <laughs> Super inspiring. So you'll have to come and check it out because it's, like it's like a dummy wall. It's like a dummy wall. So, it's, it's, uh, so that, that's uh, being finished this week. Walls are being erected all over the place i don't even know how they do this drywall it amazes me every time i walk in there Mm -hmm. it's like something new new walls like all over the place so it looks awesome but it just is blows my mind and now this is a guy who can't even you know i i don't even know how to paint a wall much less put up drywall so are they uh, still on schedule? They are on schedule. It uh, looks to be April 1st, maybe April 2nd. So maybe a day off, if anything. Mm. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome looking store. We're really, I'm, I'm putting this out there. We're really building it to uh, be one of the most uh, best looking stores uh, in the uh, in the country. So, It'll be the best looking showerless store yeah, in the country. I, 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 I agree. Um, I saw they put a sign up outside. Yes, yeah, sign is up, and it's got lights. Uh, it's uh, it's it's got our new logo, so you can actually finally find us there in Clarendon. So, 
So still on schedule for April 1st, maybe April 2nd, but stay tuned to the podcast and I'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to thank Greg from ASICS. ASICS, of course, is the official sponsor of the snacks. Or snack time. Of the podcast. We make this like preschool and we, yeah. we'll just say snack time. He gave us a number of healthy and non-healthy snacks here. I mean, those donuts that he brought were Yeah, just incredible. Greg, FYI, uh, Docs is trying to lose weight to get into running shape here. So, so he brought uh, some Paul's Bakery Donuts. I mean, they are amazing. Joanna, I know you really don't want to have one, but you should try one of these donuts. <laughs> They're incredible. Or three. Or three. Uh, we got some Welch's fr- fruit and yogurt snacks. We got some couple kind of different apples. It looks like a Red Delicious and a Granny Smith, I think. And they look like they came from apple trees. And yeah. Farley is touching all of the apples. <laughs> yeah. You can wash them. Uh, we've got a couple kind bars, and we've got some cookies that are green for St. Patty's Day. So uh, thanks again to Greg and Asics, the official snack sponsor. You didn't mention of the, the juice. Podcast. Oh, of course, and the juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably most importantly, what kind of juice is that? Cherry flavored apple cider. Yeah, how come we're not drinking that right now? Because it says to serve um, ice cold. Ice cold. All right, we could put it in the uh, fridge. Thank you very much, Asics. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, Very much appreciated. No question. I think this will last us the next two weeks. Uh, So uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks, but this is awesome (laughs) stuff. Do you you place orders with him, or does he just surprise you? (laughs) He just surprises us. Yeah. All right, great job, guys. It was a big show today. A big March 17th, St. Patrick's Day show. Good job. Good stuff. Really uh, appreciate our incredible guest today, Sally Bergenson from Wassell, joined us early in the program. Really great to talk to her. Talk to Joanna's idol. Is that accurate? That's accurate, I'm just I'm just totally blowing up your spot right now. Like I'm a total fangirl of Sally. Yeah, okay. No, she was fantastic. Quite an inspiring story of how she got Wassell going and still keeping it going and going strong today. So you can check her out on Twitter. It's uh, Sally underscore Wassell and Wassell.com uh, is their website. So check out their uh, great stuff they got going on and really awesome products. Uh, thanks, of course, to uh, Steve Lyko who's going to tweet out all the the pictures and the pertinent information of the program. Thanks to our intern, Kelly Grant. And thanks to you, the listener, of course. We appreciate you hanging in there, even though Docs didn't get the show out until Wednesday of last week. Like I love how you say it like it's my fault. Like what, what did you do while <laughs> I was on vacation? Good point. All right, that's Wavy Docs. And for Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.